Good morning. This evening, Loudoun County Supervisors are expected to vote on some long overdue fixes for Route 15 north of Leesburg. But while anyone stuck in that traffic there might think that's kind of a no-brainer, they will face some opposition. For Thursday, September 20th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rents Green. This evening, Loudoun County Supervisors are expected to vote on some long-awaited fixes for one of Loudoun's most congested roads, Route 15. County transportation staff have recommended a number of projects, including widening Route 15 to a four-lane divided road between Battlefield Parkway and Montressor Road, redesigning the intersection of Route 15 and North King Street to a T-intersection with a traffic light, and bringing Limestone School Road and Montressor Road to one intersection on Route 15. They've also recommended accommodating design guidelines from Journey Through Hollowed Ground where feasible. The road is designated a Journey Through Hallowed Ground National Scenic Byway, part of the scenic and historic route from Gettysburg to Monticello. These fixes come after years of studies on congestion along Route 15, including in 1998, 2006, 2007, 2014, and 2016. But those recommendations will be facing some opposition. People living along the road have divided themselves over this. Many support widening the road to four lanes. Others argue doing so would make traffic worse and destroy a scenic rural road. This debate has gotten particularly heated. The two sides have formed competing organizations, both of which have worked to keep their own membership secret while trying to undermine the credibility of the other. Route 15 Now, as one of them is known, has argued that the process to widen Route 15 is taking too long and is pushed to accelerate it. The organization has sent out regular email newsletters advocating a faster process and widening the road to four lanes. Uh, they just responded to a request for comment via email uh, after midnight last night, so we'll be following up with them. Meanwhile, the Catoctin Coalition has formed the Catoctin Route 15 Alliance, which is opposed to widening the road. Its members have signed non-disclosure agreements about the group's meetings and membership, but one of its members, Martha Polkey, said local farmer John Adams is heading the alliance, and she said her emails have been stolen and posted on a Facebook group by a person using a fake name. But back to the road. Polkey argued that the county should try to keep the road's rural nature despite the traffic and said the problem can be fixed by adding shoulders and one-lane roundabouts. But one of the proponents of widening the road is also one of the people who gets to vote on it, Supervisor Gary Higgins. His district includes Route 15 north of Leesburg. He said the staff recommendation is reasonable and appropriate given what they have to work with. He said the county's looked at doing only one-lane roundabouts and it just wouldn't handle the traffic there. And he said the ideas for what the board will vote on tonight come from a committee of people living along the road. In his words, everybody knows something needs to be done with that road. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story.
In other news, Senator Mark Warner has called for more federal transportation spending, but said a change in House of Representatives leadership might be necessary to make it happen. Um, there is no way that we can meet the infrastructure needs of our nation without increasing federal support. And we cannot do that without net new federal money. Warner was speaking at a meeting of the Committee for Dulles in Sterling. In particular, he said the federal government should contribute more to Metro Rail. Although much of the federal workforce in D.C. rides Metro and in turn constitutes a major share of Metro's ridership, Congress pays only a share of operating costs for Metro and does not contribute to capital costs. Warner said if Virginia, D.C., and Maryland are upping how much they send to Metro, which they have, then it's fair to ask the federal government to do the same. Clearly, if there were some changes in the House in terms of of the leadership of the House, it becomes it becomes an easier item to make sure that the, the federal government at least maintains its current share, uh, and if not on the increase. He also proposed a national infrastructure plan for the U.S. to allow for long-term financing and collecting the expertise to make sure private sector businesses don't take advantage of taxpayers. He said the U.S. is the only industrial nation that does not have a national infrastructure plan. And he said Dulles Airport has turned a corner with rising passenger counts, and he said the cash infusion from selling hundreds of acres of airport land will only help. The Metropolitan Washington Airports Authority on Tuesday approved the sale of 424 acres of land to a data center developer for $236.5 million. Waterford resident Mavis Taintor announced yesterday that she will take another shot at unseating Republican state delegate Dave LaRock. In a prepared statement, she said she has the democratic values, leadership skills, and financial expertise to help build an economy that works for all Virginians while providing quality education and access to affordable health care for all. Taintor, a farm owner and former investment banker, campaigned for the Democratic nomination for the seat in the 2016 race, losing to Teal Wallbridge by fewer than 250 votes. Republican Dave LaRock of Hamilton won that election and has held the seat since 2014. And Echo held its second tour to Echo last weekend and nearly quadrupled its fundraising from last year. As of Monday, the nonprofit counted more than $34,500 in fundraising from 102 riders and 12 sponsors and other donors. Last year, the tour to Echo brought in 63 riders and two sponsors and raised over $9,000. The tour took cyclists along the W and OD Trail, ending at Bike Trail Brewing. Serious and not-so-serious cyclists took on a variety of routes from a family 5-miler to a 63-mile metric century. Riders then imbibed Bike Trail Brewing's Suffering Saison, of which a portion of the proceeds went to Echo, and ate barbecue from Red Hot and Blue and heard some music from the band Nailed It. It was sponsored by the Douglas Greenway and K2M. K2M also sent a team of 19 employees to cycle and volunteer. ECHO, formerly Every Citizen Has Opportunity, was established in 1974 to offer vocational training, community integration, and comprehensive individualized disability employment. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudon calendar, remember the C.S. Monroe plant sale? Well, C.S. Monroe moved into the Academies of Loudoun, and the Academies of Loudoun is holding its first plant sale starting today. Proceeds from the sale benefit scholarships for students enrolled in Monroe Advanced Technical Academies, Environmental Plant Science, and Biotechnology Pathways. Phew, it's open today from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. 
Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like The Morning Minute, make a significant federal investment in the podcast to tell your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.